This Taliban, this Taliban is so two weeks ago. See them with their, well, their robes and their sheets and uh, some folks in the military, our side, call them man dresses, what they're wearing. It's not exactly politically correct, but it is what it is. Uh, this Taliban's over. It's now new, improved, and uh, with all that weaponry, they got a hell of a lot more. So, the new uniforms, the equipment, the lethality, all from us. The Afghan military didn't want it, couldn't use it, whatever, they gave up. And now the Taliban has all of this stuff. And this equipment is now helping to keep Americans maybe away from the airport. Many Americans, as we all know, are trapped in Afghanistan. And it looks very, very dangerous to get to the airport. Trapped, you could even say stranded. Yes, stranded in Afghanistan. That's not a, a far-fetched statement. Although try to run it by the White House. Does the president have a sense that most of the criticism is not of leaving Afghanistan, it's the way that he has ordered it to happen, by pulling the troops before getting these Americans who are now stranded? Does he have a sense of that? First of all, I think it's irresponsible to say Americans are stranded. They are not. We are committed to bringing Americans who want to come home home. We are in touch with them via phone, via text, via email, via any way that we can possibly reach Americans to get them home if they want to return home. There are no Americans stranded is the White House's official position on what's happening in Afghanistan. Right? I'm just calling you out for saying that we are stranding Americans in Afghanistan when I said when we have been very clear that we are not leaving Americans who want to return home. We are going to bring them home. And I think that's important for the American public to hear and understand. Uh, liberals like to call this gaslighting. She's pretending we don't understand the definition of stranded. They can't get out of Afghanistan. It doesn't matter if they have email contact or telephone contact. It is their physical bodies that are stuck in Afghanistan. That is stranded. I want to show you something. This person, these people in the middle of a river, they are stranded in that river. Yes, there's a camera from Inside Edition, apparently, watching the whole thing. We all know they're there, but... They are stranded. Does that make sense, Jennifer Saki? All right. Now, look, in her defense, she works for Joe Biden, who is as wrong and as foggy as they come. We have no indication that they haven't been able to get in Kabul through the airport. We've made an agreement with the, with the Taliban thus far. They've allowed them to go through. It's they have no problem getting into the airport. That's what he said. Hello. Yes, you can see why many Americans would not be flocking to the airport under these conditions and knowing what we know about the Taliban. Joe also said this. I have seen no question of our credibility from our allies around the world. Oh, boy. Hello. The chaotic, ghastly departure, the way that people were falling off the aircraft in their determination to get away and the helicopter shipping people out says terrible things about the values that we hold and those who we wish to protect. So this is a shame on all of us. 
They held Joe Biden in contempt. The British Parliament held Joe Biden in contempt. Joe, <laughs> they are criticized. And he just denies all this. He denies it or pretends it's not happening. He's been lying all his life. Why would he stop now? Why would he stop now? What interest do we have in Afghanistan at this point with al-Qaeda gone? Al-Qaeda gone? No, if only he had called, uh, let's see, the Pentagon. We know that al-Qaeda is a presence as well as ISIS in Afghanistan, and we've talked about that uh, for quite some time. What is Joe Biden bringing to the table? He's wrong on everything. His experience, time spent in Washington, D.C., is yielding absolutely no results. And when he talks, well, it's, uh, it's cringeworthy. And... Him making it through a press conference is tantamount to a success in the White House. Just making it through, being able to walk out, being able to hear questions and say something in return. But it's a lot more than that. Although, then again, Joe does not necessarily pass the basic test. Taking out uh, civilians and vulnerable Afghan, uh, uh, vulnerable Afghanis and citizens of our, our, our allies who went in with us. The idea of, again, let me, let, me, let, me, let me get back to the fundamental point I, I made. And so my guess is that no matter what, under what circumstances we, anyone, there's not a whole lot of Afghanis. Uh, uh, there's a whole lot of Afghanis that just as soon come to America. It's also, uh, I, it, it's also, I can't uh, think of anyone better to lead this operation than, than uh, uh, Dan uh, uh, Criswell of uh, FEMA. Wow, he shouldn't be in this uh, role, obviously. And anybody watching his performance, the substance of his answers and the style of delivery, the hesitancy, would ask basic questions about his competence. But that is off limits, according to the fake news. But the critical tone of the coverage has been obvious to everyone. I'm not just talking about far right-wing coverage, which has been predictably over the top. Um, there was a Newsmax segment alleging that the Afghan mess exposed, quote, Joe's cognitive issues. That was me! <laughs> and we can all see him. But somehow that's off limits when it comes to Joe Biden. And we can all see them. You know, Donald Trump never lost his place. He always knew what was going on. Yet the fake news... They wish that to become an issue. They would harp on it when people would not. People didn't see what they pretended was happening. Even that guy himself, the, uh, the anchorman, uh, he said it. It's very uncomfortable to talk about. I feel uncomfortable sitting here talking about the president's mental health, about his fitness for office, but that's where we're at. And let's be honest, our viewers, a lot of our viewers are asking those same questions. Some of them have been for a while. All right, that's Stelter, and he's going with... The viewers are saying that actually that was a fake news driven story. Right now, the people are actually noticing Joe Biden's lack of competence. Take a look at this poll. This is from the people <laughs> and CBS News. Actually, Biden's actions as president viewed as incompetent. Fifty one percent. Take a look at this headline. It goes a little bit further in description. CBS poll. Majority of Americans no longer believe Biden is competent. And um some in the fake news are finally, finally, it's way too late. They should have been doing this during the campaign, pressure testing the guy. Now that he's president, I guess now they decide to uh, confront him. 
poll also found that based in part on what's transpired in the last week, a majority of Americans, and forgive me, I'm just the messenger, no longer consider you to be competent, focused, or effective in the job. Now, we noticed this during the campaign, and we were talking about it. They pretended those issues weren't there, and they helped actually drive public perception because they didn't focus on it even though they knew about it. The fake news knew about it. By the way, how did Joe handle this question? I haven't seen that poll. It's out there um, from CBS this morning. Um, <laughs> what would <laughs> Joe? And by the way, I call him Joe, and uh, uh, that's my right. Um, why not? Why not? They don't like it when I do that, by the way. There was a Newsmax segment alleging that the Afghan mess exposed, quote, Joe's cognitive issues. They don't even have enough respect for him to call him the president. Look, he is the president, but I can call him whatever I want, quite frankly. And the left, the fake news, they were always calling Trump, Trump. They weren't saying President Trump, Mr. President. They were always calling him Trump. And even Joe Biden himself, the first time he met Donald Trump was at the debate last fall. Listen to what he called the sitting president of the United States. How you doing, man? How you doing, man? If that were the other way around, there would have been outrage. All right. Anyway, look, the double standards, we're used to it. It is fun to point it out. Back to the issue at hand, though, Afghanistan. So we're seeing things that we haven't seen in a long time. And what is the fake news now trying to do in something they're calling Operation Change the Subject? Changing the subject. What could be a big day in the fight against COVID. The FDA is working to approve Pfizer's two-dose vaccine as soon as today. We won't have to spend as much time on this show talking about the terrible tragedies that continue to happen across this country because of unvaccinated Americans. We've seen such devastation from COVID. I'd be willing to take that leap. We can check those all. But yeah, and while knows. at the same time, there are people that are taking their cows deworming medicine. They're not taking a, 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 a vaccine. See, stop talking about Afghanistan. Stop thinking about it. Let's go back to COVID. Let's try to make fun of what they perceive as Trump supporters. Yeah. It's a familiar playbook. And when we do talk about Afghanistan, they're actually going to, they have the audacity to say this. We don't have to fear al-Qaeda right now. We have to fear their favorite boogeyman. Let's not forget, Wolf, that right now, the number one terrorist threat to our homeland is what DHS talked about just the other day in a bulletin, which is homegrown, homeborn, uh, white nationalist violent extremism. That is the number one terrorist threat to our homeland. One of the concerns I have is what this does for recruiting of white nationalist groups. I mean, this has been one of their core issues, is refugees and a sense of Americans losing their identity and their sense of potency, both at home and abroad. And I just think this is a very fraught time for the country. Um, all right. White supremacy is repugnant. It's also a joke. And it also is eight guys somewhere in the woods. What we're seeing in Afghanistan, the rise of the Taliban, Al-Qaeda, ISIS, 
This poses a far more grave risk to ourselves. A child could understand this, a child. You know, when I hear this divisive language, and it is divisive, purely political, I think back to the America Joe promise. Remember all that talk about empathy and understanding each other? Yes, on election night when he <clears throat> says he won, uh, the people have chosen empathy, empathy. How's this for empathy? We've all seen the pictures. We've seen those hundreds of people packed into a C-17. We've seen Afghans falling. That was four days ago, five days ago. Four days ago, five days ago, knock it off. He's not empathetic, I noticed, for anyone else but his family and people very, very close to him. And that's actually becoming an issue. Now, <clears throat> his son, Bo Biden, was a lawyer in the Delaware Army National Guard and served quite honorably in Iraq for about a year. His late son, Bo Biden. Now, that's admirable, but Joe has taken that man's service and exploited it. He's exploited it and now you can't tell Joe anything, anything about military affairs because, well, his son served. As was referenced by the secretary, my son Bo served in Iraq for a year. Our son Bo's service in the Delaware Army National Guard unit, the year he spent deployed in Iraq. My son who spent a year in Iraq and died was a patriot. I carry that burden every day just as I did when I was vice president, my son was deployed to Iraq for a year. Like my son was sent to Iraq to maybe die. This is the card he plays. When the generals may tell him, you know what, we might wanna do it this way, we really should do it this way. My son, my son. And did you hear that one part actually? Was he implying something happened that didn't happen? My son who spent a year in Iraq and died was a patriot. For a moment there, he seemed like he implied that his son died in Iraq. No, he died a few years later of a, a brain situation, brain cancer, I believe. Very sad, but I believe that Joe is exploiting it both publicly and behind the scenes. He shows great empathy and concern, and quite frankly, loves to talk about tragedy that afflicted him. But tragedy that afflicts others, like what is befalling those in Afghanistan right now. You remember this again, these ludicrous images, sad, maddening people falling off planes. What was his reaction when asked point blank about this failure? Falling. That was four days ago, five days ago. Four days ago, five days ago. I don't know if I would notice it if Joe did not tell us he was the most empathetic man to ever enter the White House. It's going to take all of us working together. And that's not hyperbole. All of us working together, watching out for one another. At this time, in this place, let's start afresh. All of us. Let's begin to listen to one another again. Hear one another. See one another. Show respect to one another. Listen, hear, respect one another. It all sounds beautiful, but unfortunately, it's all shtick. It is all a political act. This is Joe Biden yesterday speaking at the White House. I don't trust anybody, including you. I love you, but you know, there's not a lot of people I trust. Not a lot of people he trusts. Doesn't trust go with respect and listening and hearing and seeing and this kinder, gentler uh, 
America, he told us he would lead us to, all uniting. He doesn't trust many people. He's bad news, very bad news. When we come back, some interesting news about Mark Milley and another member of the Biden administration that may surprise you. Be right back. Have you checked out the Newsmax Daily Podcast with me, Rob Carson? You get daily news, insightful commentary, and believe it or not, comedy. Check it out wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or at NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. All I can say is, is that, that the fake, fake news just, just doesn't, doesn't get it, do they? Uh, we know that Joe Biden is not good at this job of president. I mean, he's really bad. We can all see it. As United States of America, we'll get this done. God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. Thank you. All right, as bad as he is, he's like Winston Churchill compared to his vice president, Kamala Harris. What's your response to reports of Americans? Hold on, hold on. Slow down, everybody. <laughs> The goofiness, the inappropriate laughter, the lack of substance, it is startling. And uh, by the way, she's really into the perks of the job. Her social media is dominated by things like this, getting on and off of airplanes. Like, look at me, I'm getting on Air Force Two. This isn't from ABC News or the AP. This is from her Instagram account. Look at me going up the steps of Air Force One. I saw this during the campaign. Beware of people who are too into the perks when it comes to public service. I'm sorry for dripping, but drip is what I do. And one of these days, I'm sorry for dripping, but drip is what I do. One of those TikTok videos that went viral during the campaign. Look at how fabulous I am. Me, me, me. It was all about her. Too much, too much. Um, I also noticed she was pretty cozy with uh, General Milley at the inauguration. General Milley said he uh, would never, ever want to seem like the military was engaging in domestic politics. Remember when he apologized for that? Anyway, saw something interesting about General Milley. Uh, you know, he went to Princeton University and before that a place called the Belmont Hill School in Massachusetts. Milley attended that school with uh, Dr. Rachel Levine, seen on the right. Now, Dr. Levine uh, is a member of the Biden administration. She's the Assistant Secretary of Health and Human Services. Um, but back when she was in high school with General Milley, uh, Dr. Levine wasn't Rachel. Uh, she was Richard Levine. And um, Mark Milley there, class of 76, and Dr. Levine, class of 75. This is the Belmont School in Massachusetts again, Belmont Hill School. Um, it just makes me wonder about the curriculum there because these two characters are probably the wokest in government. You remember this from The General. I want to understand white rage, and I'm white, and I want to understand it. Mm, he really should have been thinking about 
Afghanistan, and other issues. Um, and here's from Dr. Rachel Levine. What I'm alarmed at is that you're not willing to say absolutely minors shouldn't be making decisions to amputate their breast or to amputate their genitalia. I'm alarmed that you won't say with certainty that minors should not have the ability to make the decision to take hormones that will affect them for the rest of their life. Will you make a more firm decision on whether or not minors should be involved in these decisions? Senator, uh, transgender medicine is a very complex and nuanced field. Uh, and if confirmed to the position of Assistant Secretary of Health, I would certainly be pleased to come to your office and talk with you and your staff about the standards of care and the complexity of this field. Transgender medicine. Well, Belmont Hill in Massachusetts. What were they teaching up there? But I think it's interesting that uh, Mark Milley, class of 76, and uh, Richard Levine, later Rachel Levine, same school, class of 75. Hmm. All right, also this. So by now, a lot of us have seen the unfortunate videos of Hunter Biden and his antics seen here smoking crack. He recorded himself on his own laptop. It's incontrovertible. He was something of an exhibitionist. Whatever he was doing, he was documenting it on his laptop with his little webcam uh, for whatever reason. It's all there. We know it. This is fact. But Joe Biden lied about this, and so did the media. They covered up for him. And in the moment of truth, Joe Biden, he used the intelligence community. And by the way, is making some serious mistakes right now on important issues. But here's Joe Biden lying and using the intelligence world. There are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plan. They have said that this is, has all the care. Four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except the, his and his good friend, Rudy Gianni. You mean the laptop is now yeah. another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? And that's exactly be. what is this that's where you're exactly going? What this is told. where he's going. The laptop right. is Russia, yes. Russia, Gentlemen, Russia? I want to stay on the issue of race. You okay? have to be kidding. Here Mr. we go President? again with Russia. Joe actually looks a little bit nervous there because Donald Trump is calling him out. Nobody believes this, uh, or at least the media went along with it, though. This wasn't Russian disinformation. And it's true, though. Joe Biden got all kinds of former CIA directors of both parties to go along with him. That's the swamp for you because he just lied to everybody. This is not Russian disinformation. This is off of Hunter Biden's laptop along with all that other incriminating stuff. We have a compromised president. It really seems that way. When we come back, the ridiculous decision that exonerates a Capitol Hill police officer for shooting Ashley Babbitt, he's not exonerated. Stay with us. Real heroes. Real conflict. Real threats. Real heart. Now, there's a place America gets its news. No agenda. Just the facts. Newsmax. Real news for real people. This is popular right now with the far left, that somehow Trump supporters here in America are on the same level as the Taliban in Afghanistan. Get it? They're Taliban. 
are Taliban. Ha 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 ha. Look, the comparison obviously is offensive, but it's actually just ludicrous. And all this talk about January 6th, I think enough, because we all know now what a real insurrection looks like and what real terror looks like. All right, so this is bad, <laughs> really bad. January 6th, meanwhile. Hey. Man, glad to see you guys. You guys are patriots. Look at this guy, he's got covered in blood. God bless you. Any chance I could get you guys yeah. to leave the Senate wing? We will. I'll be making sure that I So, in comparison, this is just stupid. <laughs> this is really stupid. Oh, with everything that's going on in Afghanistan, interesting, the FBI put out a statement uh, to NBC News on Friday. The FBI finds scant evidence that U.S. Capitol attack was coordinated. Uh, it wasn't coordinated. It wasn't an insurrection. We've known that all along and uh, buried on a Friday night by the fake news. We also have this, the officer who killed Ashley Babbitt exonerated after an internal probe. How could this officer be exonerated for this? We all saw it. She was shot, she was unarmed, shot and killed. She posed no deadly threat to anybody Ashley Babbitt, that 35-year-old Iraq War veteran shot and killed by a Capitol Hill police officer. We don't know much about him. I know there's speculation about who he is and where he comes from on the Internet. This should not have happened. And this report that exonerates the officer is false. Take a look at it, please. Uh, the United States Capitol Police Department's Office of Professional Responsibility determined the officer's conduct was lawful and within department policy, which says an officer may use deadly force only when the officer reasonably believes that action is in defense of human life, including the officer's own life, or in the defense of any person in immediate danger of serious physical injury. Can I see the moment again when that shot was fired? Ashley Babbitt was not posing a deadly threat to anyone. Where is the person? Where is the person who is threat she's threatening with her backpack full of water and power bars? This is not over. We still have major questions. I'll be right back. Liberty-loving American takes on Washington, Hollywood, and the whole media establishment. He's Chris Salcedo. Join his fight. Tune in to The Chris Salcedo Show every weekday afternoon on Newsmax. Selling a home is expensive and stressful, so we set out to create a better home selling experience with a network of the most successful real estate agents in America that'll sell your home for as little as a 2% commission. The icing on the cake with the ideal agent was that we saved $12,000 in commission. They were so stress-free. The whole process was amazing, and I would definitely recommend them. We are not a discount brokerage. These are top local agents that'll get you the best results. 
On the front line of the pandemic, I had to be there for my patients. You can't think about your little aches and pains when you're trying to keep somebody alive. Hembana took care of me so I could take care of my patients. Hembana, the number one brand in America, available at Walmart. Take a quick look in the mirror. See those bags under your eyes? You can simply get rid of them with Genucel. You can now look 10 years younger in 10 minutes. Look at these astonishing transformations. Puffy bags and dark circles are disappearing, revealing a visible, younger-looking appearance. Genucel is the original plant stem cell therapy that delivers dramatic results virtually instantly. The first time that I tried Genucel, I immediately saw a difference under my eyes, and I felt like there was hope for my skin. Guys like things that are easy. Do it, get it done, and let's move on. And with Genucel, it was, it was easy to do that. The Genucel secret? plant-based stem cells that quickly diminish the appearance of dark bags and puffiness. What really sets Genucel apart from any other skincare is our base, healing flower extracts and essential oils, not petroleum byproducts and harmful preservatives. Plant-based stem cells quickly diminish the appearance of dark bags, puffiness, and reduces pore size. The result you'll see is a noticeable difference and look years younger in minutes. The first time I used Genucel, I thought, wow, I finally found a product that works. You know you want to look and feel younger, so call or go online now to get up to 75% off Genucel. They've sold over 1 million products. But let's not forget about those droopy eyes. Genucel's new eyelid treatment lifts droopy eyelids, opening your eyes, so you appear younger and more youthful. The first time I tried Genucel, I thought, ooh, this feels like a little mini facelift. Why look older before your time? Get ready to look younger with Genucel. Order now and save 75% off retail. You'll also get the breakthrough Genucel eyelid treatment for droopy eyelids and Genucel's immediate effects for results in minutes. This crazy offer is backed by our 100% money-back guarantee. Go to GenuCell.com now or call the number on your screen. That's GenuCell.com. GenuCell.com. Ashley Babbitt, the moment she was killed by that Capitol Hill police officer whose name we still don't have. You know he was technically exonerated. He won't be disciplined. He won't even have vacation days docked. He won't be retrained. He just remains on the duty, and we don't even know his name. Ashley Babbitt clearly was not posing a deadly threat to anyone at that moment. What happened here? I've got lots of questions, and I know our next guest does. Cash Patel actually was very close to President Trump. Here he is with him in the Situation Room. He's the former chief of staff at the Department of Defense, former deputy assistant to President Trump for counterterrorism. And Cash Patel, welcome to Newsmax first. How are you? I'm great, Greg. Thanks so much for having me on your show. Really appreciate it. You bet. And Cash, before we talk about the specifics here, it's interesting. You worked in the swamp, but you never were of the swamp. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> you had some really sensitive inside jobs uh, before Donald Trump, yet you did not become one of them. Can you explain that a little bit? You did maintain this remarkable independence. Yeah, I mean, look, um, that's a great question. No one's ever asked me that. When I signed up to serve in the 16 years I served over multiple administrations, I just put one key aspect of it first. One, it's a privilege. And two, the mission comes before I do. I didn't sign up to serve so people could find out who I was. I signed up to do the job. And whether I was when I was a federal prosecutor or a federal public defender or I was on the House Intel Committee running the Russiagate investigation to my time with President Trump and in my time in the military as a civilian, the mission mattered more. And that's the only thing I care 
cared about. And what people care about more than that is accountability when you fail the mission. And that's what we're talking about today. So it's remarkable, by the way, how remarkable your attitude is. I wish it were commonplace, but it's not. And uh, anyway, hats off to you. So Ashley Babbitt, we all saw it. I don't see how they can make this ruling. What's your reaction, the officer being technically exonerated, and what are the options now for those seeking justice? Well, let me give you a, a picture of both sides. As a former federal public defender and as a former federal prosecutor, you know, not having access to all the information and evidence, and I don't even know who actually ran this internal investigation, if it was just Capitol Police or DOJ actually had a hand in it. I'd like to know that first, and whether they reviewed the entire video surveillance footage surrounding the incidents. But I think there needs to be oversight for the American people because the one thing that they crave more than uh, probably anything, and rightfully so, is that when their government overreaches, when law enforcement overreaches. And we saw how one side of the political aisle reacts when they think law enforcement overreaches in um, police officer cases where they shoot and kill unharmed individuals. Well, this seems to be of a similar situation. It just looks like that um, it doesn't fit a political narrative for one side. And without having the facts, I can see why so many people are frustrated. But the only way to get the facts out is to tell them, is to tell the public why maybe there is a reason. I don't know it, but maybe there is a reason for his exoneration. But you don't know that unless you inform the American public. And it's I think obviously odd that we don't know the officer's name. In every case, every controversial shooting, we know the officer's name. And yes, that does sometimes come with risk. And we want nothing illegal to happen to this guy. Uh, mm -hmm. But it doesn't seem right that that's being held from us. By the way, the FBI, rather discreetly, uh, there was a report <laughs> on Friday that the Capitol Hill riot was um, not coordinated. No evidence of a planned insurrection. Interesting that it came out on a Friday. This confirms what I basically knew all along, yet they want to keep this going. Why? So there's two narratives that the mainstream media and the political left want to keep going, January 6th and COVID. And the longer they keep those things uh, at the forefront, the more distraction they have from topics like Afghanistan and President Biden's total failure and leadership there. Plus, they allow the COVID narrative to continuously attack President Trump. And same with January 6th. Look, January 6th is a perfect example of the politicization of the national security apparatus of the U.S. to the cost of the American people. Like you said, there was an investigation where our FBI concluded that there was no conspiracy between those involved with the violence and the Trump world, just like there was no conspiracy with Trump and Russia. And now we have a report that says that, but because the mainstream media lobbed their grenades for months on end, most of the American public isn't educated on actually what happened on January 6th. And when you have the truth come out from a feeble FBI led by Christopher Wray, unfortunately only the few brave men like you are willing to report on it. Do you think that now that we've seen Afghanistan, uh, the horror of the poor planning and uh, what happens when the Taliban have the upper hand, I mean, that's an insurrection. We all know that now. To me, it diminishes the significance, the preferred significance that the left would like to assign to January 6th. Like, you can't push that on us anymore. That's my sense. Do you think their balloon is deflated a little bit here? Oh, it has to be. I mean, look, Afghanistan, for President Trump, we had a conditions-based withdrawal, which I wrote an op-ed about in the New York Post. And we actually had a plan that worked, and no American casualties were lost during our withdrawal because it had teeth to it, and it was tiered. What you have under President Biden isn't a plan. It's an unconditional surrender 
of Afghanistan at the expense of Americans and Afghan nationals that helped us. And finally, the media is covering this at least as better than they've covered most of the rest of the incidents around the world because they can't run away from Afghanistan. It is a total failure of military and civilian leadership. And that's what happens when you politicize the national security interest of, of America. You put uh, politics before the mission. And unfortunately, that's what we're seeing today. And we have thousands of Americans still stranded in Afghanistan. So going forward, if folks want to help you out, and I want to know specifically what it is you're, you're doing, but you can go to Fight With Cash, Fight With Cash, <laughs> K-A-S-H, dot com. Uh, who are you going to fight? And uh, I think I'm in because uh, I think your values at uh, heart are in the right place. But what's this all about? No, I really appreciate you. Let me talk about that briefly. So look, after being in the administration for so long um, uh, and the mainstream media just continues and they personally attack me, calling me a genocidal dictator and then falsely smearing me in terms of the impeachment hoax, you know, you got to you got to fight back when defamation hits you. And traveling around the country with my former boss, Devin Nunes, and his Freedom Tour, I learned that I wasn't the only one who was treated poorly by the mainstream media and defamed and deplatformed by big tech. So we put together fightwithcash.com because I'm going to lead their juggernaut enterprise and I'm going to take on these people in court. And we're going to raise money and we're going to sue on behalf of Americans across the country and pay for it so that they can have their day in court and they can be exonerated and they can get the damages they're entitled to for being defamed uh, so ravagely and being deplatformed by big tech. Someone's got to fight back and hopefully we can lead the charge uh, for some Americans with this with this lift. Awesome. Uh, the website's right there on our screen, fightwithcash.com. Hey, uh, I've never met you. This is the first time we've talked, but I've seen you yeah. and I've heard of you. Is it true that you're from Garden City? My hometown is Garden City on Long Island. Is that where you're from? <laughs> what a small world. So originally born in Queens, but spent most of my uh, upbringing in Garden City as a as a fellow Garden City Trojan. So I can't believe that. What a small world. No kidding. You went to Garden City High School. That's my high school. Uh, are you, is your family yep. still there? My parents are still in Garden City on Long Island. All right. Well, that's uh, that's pretty cool. I'm I'm glad you're out there doing what you're doing. Cash Patel, uh, great to meet you uh, and keep up the fight. Thanks, Reagan. Hope to be back with you soon. All right. Sounds good. We'll be right back. See this? Those in the normal clothes. That's a Christian group in Portland, Oregon, having a beautiful moment until Antifa showed up and started throwing pepper spray and literally explosives at them. Well, they messed with the wrong group and especially the wrong mom. Her name is Jamie Anatello, and uh, she's a stay-at-home mom of eight kids. She joins us now, and I'm, I'm so privileged to meet you uh, because we're going to play the video where you became a viral superstar. But, Jamie, welcome to Newsmax, first of all. How are you? Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate you. Well, you bet. We appreciate you. So tell us a little bit first about that event. My understanding was it was a it was a prayer service, essentially, for 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 Christians. And was it a formal group or you came together spontaneously? How did it happen? Uh, it was a pastor that we have known for several years now. And so we're familiar with him. He's been, um, a friend. So we went to listen to him talk about some of the things that he's gone, uh, that he's dealt with in his own country in Canada with fascism and to hear just the encouragement and worship and pray, um, over the times that we're living in right now. 
So Antifa shows up, and of course, they don't like anything he's talking about, and they certainly don't like messages of faith. They threw the items that we just discussed, and I can see them. You're in the mix there. You yes. were affected. What happened to you and uh, your children? Yeah, uh, funny enough, the event hadn't even started yet, which is baffling to me that uh, they showed up when they did. Uh, we were dead center, me and my children, in that video there. Uh, the flying objects were coming directly at us, and my husband is seen standing kind of in front of us trying to uh, catch some of the projectiles so they wouldn't hit us. Um, it was pepper gas and rocks and explosives, and one of the explosives actually went off and nearly hit my eight-month-old daughter in the face had it not been for a friend who placed her arm in front of her, and she actually um, sustained quite a, extensive injuries on her arm from it. So this would be infuriating uh, for anyone, but uh, especially you, you were in the middle of it, and you, you, had, a, you had a wonderful reaction. Black Lives <laughs> Matter, and I which is, let's face it, sympathetic to Antifa, and, and Antifa is sympathetic to Black Lives Matter, had a press conference. They weren't expecting you to show up, but you did, and you had some things to say. Let's take a look. White supremacy is not the problem. Boys were not the problem. Antifa Black Bloc are the ones who threw bombs, mortars, and pepper spray at me and my children. My baby girl, eight years old, nearly was hit in the face with an explosive by white people dressed up in all black, attacking me and my family. It is not the Proud Boys. And you, the city of Portland, and everybody who supports them needs to know this. My Wow. And, um, you know, it is wild that uh, those who claim they're fighting for racial justice, so many of them are white and they're actually victimizing, as we saw so vividly in that uh, park, they're victimizing people of color, which is astounding. But what were yes, you thinking? Yes, make no mistake. Yeah. Um, Antifa targets minorities. Uh, they are they are dangerous. And they've been uh, attacking my family for years now. They've tried to get my husband fired from his job for uh, five, six years at this point. And he's a we're one can one income household. So he takes care of 10 of us. If we lose his income, uh, we could end up homeless. So to say that they support Black Lives Matter is absurd. So I want to show you. Uh, well, you know what happened next. There was another incident um, a press conference um, that they were attempting to have these um, these leftists uh, standing up for racial justice as they define it, and uh, and you showed up and it was pretty awesome. Yes. Hi, the black my, people. My kids, my kids were the ones who uh, Antifa threw bombs and pepper gas at on August seventh. The black conservative Tom, preacher's Tom wife. Right. Oh, yeah. so because I'm his wife, my kids don't matter. No, your kids absolutely matter, and okay, I think so it's can we crap please tell, that they can got we hurt. Please, but can we please tell nope. us why? Nope. I don't Bombs engage with you or your. Oh. 
this is this is classic guys please get this on camera this is what white liberal women do they're a thousand times worse than Karen okay and I want you to pay close attention the white liberal women will not engage in conversation with me why because, because I do not is. oh because of who my husband yes, is just to be clear so I am devalued so women matter right we don't want women to be oppressed women matter but because of who my husband is I no longer have value there she goes there she goes people uh, that was a complete uh, victory on your part <laughs> uh, she made Jamie. it really easy because they're so predictable so predictable, so wrong. And it is kind of bizarre that some of these far left liberal women who tend to be white are trying to explain things to you. Uh, yeah, and that's the that's kind of the the my state of life. Um, as Joe Biden put it, I ain't black enough, not to only to him, but to a lot of uh, white liberals. They won't have the conversation with me. They won't try and understand where I'm coming from. And um, we have these Antifa members who are all mainly white people dressed up in all black, and I don't see them as any different than the Klan. They they refuse to be identified, and our DA, Mike Schmidt, won't prosecute them. So we have no protection, which is where the Proud Boys come in, because they are our protection. They're my protection um, from the retaliation that Antifa puts forth to the minorities that stand up in opposition to them. You know, we condemn white supremacy, but the Proud Boys yeah. are not white supremacists. They're not. Absolutely They've been not. totally misrepresented. The head of the white, the Proud Boys is a African-American slash Cuban guy. To be continued, I have to leave it there. We're out of time. But Jamie Anatello, please be safe. Give my very best to your husband, who I know is a controversial figure out there. But uh, yes, he is. OK, we Thank won't you. stop talking. Thank you for giving us a voice. Absolutely. To be continued. And we'll be right back. Well, good night, everybody. Thank you for watching. And uh, do me a favor, get the word out. We're doing something here that's special. We're proud of it. And we could use your help in alerting more people in the country. Thanks a lot. And stand by for Century.